hello, hello, and welcome back to episode three of the Traveling Career Girl podcast after a sensible little two-week break. Um, I am your host, Miss Taylor Snyder, and welcome back. So yeah, had a little, uh, didn't post last week because, um, you know, as most of you listeners know, I am currently on the road and bopping around. And when I got to DC last week, I kind of felt a little under the weather. Like I I wasn't really like sick, but it was definitely something. Like I think it was like a head cold or a sinus cold or I don't know, but I feel like everyone is catching something and I still kind of have the sniffles. In fact, I feel like I've been, I've had the sniffles over the last like month. It's crazy. So I don't know what's wrong. I mean, I'm, you know, taking medicine, whatever, but like, I don't know, maybe it's just that time of the year. I mean, it is going to, it's coming into November. But anyway, aside from my little sickness and not feeling a hundred, hundred percent, but I, you know, I would say I'm maybe like in the 90 percentile. So yeah, but, um, other than that, I am still traveling around. I am coming to you loud, live, and in color from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And surprisingly, for the East Coast, it's uh, it's been really nice over here. I've been hearing from some people that I know, my friends in LA, that like it's been really like rainy and shitty over there. So, kind of happy I'm catching the good weather out here, but um. I low-key am ready for fall, and I'm ready for the cold, and I'm ready for the rain, and everything like that when, oh, bitch, this summer in LA was, like, gnarly. It's fuck. it was just way too hot. I mean, if you know, you know. But, um, anyway, so, had a bit of an interesting couple weeks, though, as I've been on the road, you know, um... So as a traveling career girl, you know, your phone is in a constant state of ringing, going off the hook, buzzing, especially when you're on tour. You're getting calls from multiple different cities across the country. At least I am. So, um, and that's because, like, you know, with every advertisement that I put out there on the internet, um... Even if I'm not in a city, I will let my advertisements run their full course. Um, so even if I'm not there, like I'll leave it up. Why is that? It's because that is still at the end of the day an advertisement. And I use that to promote my social medias, my Twitter, my OnlyFans. And also for those of you who are listening and you are unaware that I do have an OnlyFans, I do actually have one. I recently haven't really been that active on it, um, just because it really has never been like, you know, it really hasn't been a priority for me. It just kind of sits there and prints money whenever I want it to. And it's really not a whole lot of money it makes. It's, you know, pocket change in comparison to the other money that I make. But um, I am starting to take it a little bit more seriously. And I'm starting to put out a lot more content, especially with my new look. But, um, it is, um, it is available. So if you'd like to check that out, if you're one of those 
people that want to see my goodies, you can follow me online at OnlyFans.com slash Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, James, Allison James. And yeah, in case you're wondering and you don't know, Allison James is my who name. I'll get into a story about that name and the origin of that name one of these days. But anyways, let me not get too off topic. So um, I was saying why I keep my ads up, um, even if I'm not in the city. It's because it's an advertisement and it's good promo. And I'm going to continue to do just that. And if you're a girl that's on the road, does the same shit, I suggest you do the same because those ads are not cheap. And if you're a guy listening to this and you're like, oh, why are you leaving an ad up if you're not there? This is why. And mind your business. And also... On these ads, I list dates when I'm going to be available. And if you do not know how to read, and if you think that the words are just there to look pretty, then that is a you problem, not a me problem. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so, but going back to the topic of conversation, uh, when you leave an ad up and there's people that don't check the dates or anything like that, yeah, you're going to have constant phone calls from all over the fucking country and your phone will go off the hook and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, so like not only doubles or triples the amount of texts your texts and calls you're getting and when, when you, and so I, okay, so let me just put it like this. So I get maybe... I get maybe, like, when I'm on the road and I'm, like, actively, like, go, 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 I can get upwards of about 175 phone calls a day and over probably the same amount of text messages per day um, based on how many advertisements I have up consecutively at the same time with different advertising platforms. Yeah, like, your phone can go crazy. And I would say safely... 75% of those inquiries that you get are bullshit. They're people that are just wanting to chat. They're people who can't afford you. They're people that just want to waste your time. They're people that want to just collab with you on OnlyFans. And they think that, like, you know, they're God's gift to earth. And, you know, it's like an exchange of goods. Like, you know, he's giving you his body and you're giving you, you're giving him his, your body. So like those people, I don't even bother. Like, and I would hope you wouldn't bother either. But, um, anyways, no matter where you go, you will always be met with imbeciles, um, calling and texting you. Some of these people have the IQ of a tuna fish sandwich, like, I'm not even joking. These people are entitled and they think that just because the product that you're selling is yourself, just scantily clad dressed and all that, they think that they're entitled to their piece of your ass for the lowest price of exchange just because they're narcissists and their point of view on your profession is really just disgust. So, um, but anyways, so I, so this last week I was in DC, right? And, um, so I got a bunch, 
of obviously, you know, bullshit tax as normal. Like, you know, every girl goes through this. Every person goes through this that does what, that, you know, is a traveling career girl. Um, and, uh, so out of some of these bullshit inquiries that I got, I was like, okay, well, I'm clearly not going to see you. So, but what can I, what can you do for me where I could utilize you? If, if, if we're not going to meet up, then let's make this conversation worth something. So I sent out, um, basically like, you know, a copy paste text to a handful of these, um, bullshit people. And basically, um, I asked, them this question. I asked them, if you could ask a transsexual escort any question at all pertaining to trying to get together or a how-to on trans women, what would you ask? Um, so I just wanted to know, like, before I, I mean, this is obviously before I, like, you know, cut them off and, like, never spoke to them again. But, like, I wanted to know if they would, like, respond. And some people were, like, you know, paid me dust. And some people were, like, huh? Like, what the fuck? And then, like, there were other people that actually, like, played into it and actually, like, asked me, like, questions that I feel that, well, I mean, as an idiot, as an idiot client, like, you know, these pe- that these people asked me questions. So, um, I'm gonna go ahead and you know, read some of those questions that they had, and I'm going to answer them, of course. But um, before I do go into that, let me just touch real quick on what you can do in order to be a good, I hate using the word client, but that is what it is. Like, this is what you can do to be the best client and make sure that you get the best experience and what makes a good client yeah sure there the money is clearly a huge factor in all of this but um there is also like you know I see people you know for I, I do have a set minimum rate. Like, I will not see anyone for less than X amount of dollars. And if you cannot afford, like, you know, my gold star treatment, then this is for you. It's not going to be the gold star treatment, but it will absolutely be a fulfilling and good experience because I pride myself in that and I want to make sure that everyone is happy, myself included. So that to me is like, you know, that's very important to me. So, um, but anyway, what can you do to be a better client? Well, you can start by listening to the requests that the girls give you. Uh, typically those requests are, please send an intro, send a face picture, send a deposit. These things are requested and set in place not to um, make your life more difficult, 
um, there to make the whole process that much more easy. You know, we're living in a digital age. It's going into 2023. Everyone has Venmo. Everyone has Cash App. Everyone has digital wallets. Like, and then also, this is a huge, like, security factor as well. Like, you know, like, the fact that you send a deposit that is linked directly to you it's directly direct is directly linked to your bank account or whatever banking institution that you use to pay so if you send me a 50 dollar deposit and you send me a picture and you come over and nice old me you know you don't get it exactly 100 percent what you want which would never happen but hypothetically speaking if that were to happen and you are a serial killer or you have a wild hair up your ass and you want to assault me, well, sweetie, now I have your information. This is why I request these things. And if you don't like it or if it doesn't work out for you, then that's fine. But I'm not going to accommodate you and I'm not going to be pleasant about it either because, like, before you even had the opportunity to punch the phone number in your phone to text me, you should have read my ad. Those words are not there just to look pretty. Like, they're there for a reason. So another thing that you could do to be a better client is to actually read what people write down. Because, like I said, it's not there to look pretty. It's important information. So dissect it and read it and absorb it. You know, expand that IQ. But, um... Anyway, going back to my questions. So this is the question that I sent out. I just copy-pasted it, and I asked, like, maybe a handful of people. I, I don't know. I don't even remember how many people I sent it out to. I want to say I at least sent this out to, like, 25, 30 texts. Like, di- different people that had texted me, like, throughout the course of the week. And... um One of the questions that I got was, what's the best way for someone to go about meeting someone like you? I think that trans women are so mesmerizing and you're one of my favorites. So, okay. What's the best way for someone to go about meeting someone like you? Well, as far as trying to meet someone like me, um... I mean, you're not going to find anyone like me, I, me, myself, and I. But, um, like, what's the best way? So, if you're trying to meet a traveling career girl, I would say the best outlet for you to find someone that is professional, professional, upscale, reliable, dependable, um, not sketchy, clean, all that shit, like, your best bet is to check out a website. Um, it uh, starts with an E and rhymes with Maros. <laughs> I don't want to, like, list the actual website just because, like, I don't want to put a target on my back, but yeah, so, um, that's what the website is, do your research, do some Google stuff, but that is the website, dissect from that, think upon, think on that, um, but that's probably the best way, 
Um, now, if you're just wanting to, like, meet someone in a casual setting and you're wanting to, like, just nonchalantly, like, meet a trans woman, like, in a, out, in a public setting or something, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, you could always go to a fucking gay bar. I feel like that's where a lot of trans girls kind of congregate or gay bars. Uh, like... I'm from, like, I'm from Los Angeles, so you go to the Abbey, I guarantee you, you will see at least, like, ten trans girls that are just hanging out with their gay friends. 100%. So, um, that would be my best suggestion. I mean, going on apps like Grindr and, like, Tinder, like, it's a gamble, and I'm not gonna give you, I'm not gonna tell you to go there because, like, I, I just can't, so, but yeah, that's, uh, probably the best way for meeting someone like me is you're gonna want to go on the Maros Guide, and you're gonna want to search under the TS category, and take your pick, and then follow all those tips I also told you what to do, like how to be a better, how to be a better client, so follow those tips, go to that website, And you'll have all the luck in the world. So, um, the second question I got was, what are some things that turn you on the most? So, I'm a 32-year-old woman. And there's lots of things that turn me on. What gets me going? Um, I like men that are intelligent that can carry a conversation, that are respectful, that value my time, that don't argue with me. Um, I, that's, that's, those are, those are qualities that I really, um, appreciate in a man. A man that's not trying to compromise my value or my worth or my price. Um, that, that's very important. Um, as far as, like, physical things, I mean, I'm not, like, really, I'm not really that particular as far as, like, physical traits or physical likes. Um, it's, I think I, I prefer men that are older than me. I've always preferred men that are older than me. And when I say older... I mean, like, men that are, like, at least, like, six to ten years my senior. So, um, at least, at the minimum. Um, and I have no age cap. Like, one of my boyfriends that I had, one of my situationships, I should say, that I was really invested in for a solid, like, six years. He was 83, So, um, and he was a remarkable person. So, like, I don't really place a whole lot of value on men that are young, men that are hot, quote-unquote. And when I say hot, I don't know, for whatever reason, you men think that, um abs, minimal body hair, and a birth year 
around or after 1993 is attractive to me. And it's just totally not. Like, it's actually repugnant to me. So if you're trying to get with me and you're using those as, like tools to kind of get my attention, you're not going to get very far. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I mean, I love, I mean, what else turns me on? Love, love older men. I fucking love body hair. Like, I don't know, like just the pheromones that come with just masculinity and just body. Like, oh my God, robust. I love it. So older than me, I'm 32, so you got older than me, body hair. Um, I love height on a man, but it is not necessary. Um, you know, makes me feel cute, petite, and demure. Um, for for reference, I am five eight, five nine. So, um, you know, anyone over six foot, happy, happy. Uh. So yeah, those are some of my biggest turn-ons. Uh, what are the, the next? This is the next question. So I, I answered that to probably the best of my ability. I'm probably not, I'm not gonna really dig too much too much deeper into that. Um, next question: What are the biggest red flags for you when speaking to someone? So, biggest red flags. I feel like the, I feel like a lot of the girls will agree with this. But, like, after you've been doing this for so long, and to refresh your memory, if you're a new listener, I've been doing this for about, like, 12 years or so. So I'm very familiar with how the game is played, and I am a master player. So, um... Like, I'll get texts. Like, this is just some examples. Like, and this is an actual question that a client asked. And it was because I used the word red flags to him. That is why he said red flags. So I was like, you're giving me a bunch of red flags. And he's like, okay, well, what's the biggest red flags to you when speaking to someone? And the biggest red flags are when... So someone will text you and they'll be like... Hey, how's it going? Checking to see your availability today. Blah, 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 blah. Looking for right now. And that's it. Like, they don't even give you your name. They just say they want to see you today. And they want to see you sooner rather than later. So when people ask me like that, like, if someone's asking you for, like, right now, that's a red flag. I will never see someone last minute or on a whim. Like, that to me is chaotic. I have a schedule. I have a life. I'm a fucking human. I do things. Like, I'm not just some lonely hunker sitting in a hotel room, twiddling my thumbs with a thumb up my ass, waiting for the next cheap call to text me. That's not what I'm doing. So I do multiple things. Um. So yeah, if you want to see me last minute, big red flag. Um, If I respond to you and you don't send a picture... Uh, that is a red flag. Like, if you, if I say, oh, okay, yeah, like, I could be available, send me a picture. Like, pretty common text that I send out to people. Send a picture, babe. And if that text is met with 
another question. If it is met with telling me how hot I am, if it is anything but a picture, that is a red flag. Um, Why is that a red flag? Because you're ignoring me and you're dusting my requests off to the side. Big turn off. So even if I were to invite you over, I'm going to have that predisposition in my head that you don't respect what I say when I say it. So why the fuck should I respect what you say when you say it? I think it's a two-way street. I think that's pretty fucking fair. Um, You know, men tend to be very practical um, and very fair. Normally, they try to be at least. Um, and I think that that is more than fair. And if you're a man and you're listening to this and you think that that's not fair, then you probably shouldn't be contacting women like me. Just being honest. So, um, that's a big red flag. And let's see what else is a big red flag. Um, when someone is just like texting you, like overly suggestive, overly suggest, suggestive and overly explicit, things with no sense of direction huge red flag um if someone is texting you nudes big red flag um if someone if someone is not settling on a decision big red flag i mean there's so many red flags but i feel like even without like doing like a reverse phone lookup or like doing my own deeper research um, on a person or their phone number or anything like that, even without doing that, I feel like as you're more and more and more involved in this, you pick up on traits of groups of people that are like, you know, you, you pick up on this shit and you quickly can pick apart a text message or a phone call and you can figure out who is serious and who isn't. Like, I can almost instantly find out or instantly sense when someone's bullshitting me. So, um, but that just comes with age and time and experience. So, yeah. That's as far as that question goes. Uh, let's see. There's another question that I got. Um, Do you not want to be in any relationship? Aren't you lonely at times? Uh, well, I think I touched on this, uh, I think in episode one, um, about relationships and I'll lightly touch on it again. So, um, cause it's not like this person listened to my podcast anyway, but, um, I don't want to be in a relationship as of right now. I am not against it. I See, I'm the type of person that I am never one to say I would never because I don't know what the future holds. And I am not an... I'm a very much... I'm very much a never say never type of person because you don't fucking know, bitch. So um, do I want to be in a relationship right now? Not necessarily. Um, am I against being in a relationship? No, not at all. Um, under the right circumstances, of course. Like, you know, because I'm not the type of person that will continue to be 
a traveling career girl to the extent that I travel and to the extent that I career um, while being in a relationship. I won't do it. Um, it's just, I, I've, I've been down that road before. I've had my experiences with it. And even if the other person is receptive and open-minded and like more teetering towards like the open side of things in a relationship, it always ends poorly. Always, always ends poorly. And the girl, and, and the girls always end up getting mistreated. It's just, it's like, it's just, it's, just a, it's a toxic situation to be in, in a relationship. It, at least in my opinion, it never ends well. So, um, and I am so about my business and, you know, doing what I do and how I do things. Like, I just, I don't want to put a damper on it. And what will put a damper on that is a fucking relationship. Um, so, yeah, no, I really could live without like I said in episode one, um, I mean, it's going to take a very special type of client to get me off the arrows guide, Maros guide. Oops. So if you know, if you heard that, you heard it. But um, yeah, so oh, yeah, I guess I already said the arrows guide. Huh? Yeah, I, okay. Well, whatever. The website is arrows.com in case you, in case you couldn't pick apart Maros. Um, I, I just remembered that I actually brought up the website on episode one, so I don't care anymore. Um, yeah, but, uh, I don't want to be in and I told, and I actually, I, I touched on in episode one that I feel that as I continue to get older and cause I will say this, like, I'll, I will say this, like the people that I have in my life right now that are like a big part of my life that are big parts of taking care of me and making sure that my well-being is taken care of and everything like that, my situationships that I'm in, all of them are, you know, much older than me. And I'm very happy with that, by the way. Like, I love, like I said, I love older men. Um, that's just my judge, you know, I, I, and I swear by that. So, but... um. I said that ultimately, as I get older, I feel like I'm going to end up in some kind of relationship with a client. Um, and that's because, like, I'm just so involved with a lot of, with a few people, you know, like, you know, I have, I have personal friendships, personal relationships with these people. So... And when you open yourself up so much to so many people or a certain amount of people, um, you know, those people become options as far as like, you know, having something greater with them. And I feel that eventually like that will happen for me because I feel like that's what happens to a lot of the girls once they reach like, you know, their mid-40s and stuff like that. Like, I feel like a lot of people just try to, like, settle down with single clients that, you know, want to be a part of our lives. So that I see happening. I just don't know when. And I'm in no rush. So the second half of that question was, aren't you lonely at times? 
No, I don't really get lonely as far as that's concerned. I mean, like, I'm pretty well fulfilled as far as, like, you know, the men department and the cuddling department and the dick department. Like, I'm pretty fucking taken care of. Uh, In fact, I'm, like, polluted with all three in the best possible way. But, um, yeah, I don't get lonely um, as far as that goes. Um, But, of course, everyone does experience a degree of loneliness. Um, I really don't, though. Like, I, I really don't feel lonely, even, like, as far as, like, friends go. Like, I don't... I have a very limited amount of, you know, friends. I have a ton of acquaintances. um, And I have a ton of friends that I can, you know, be friendly with. But, like, deep friendships, those are very few. And I like to keep it that way. I And me personally, I enjoy my solitude. Like, I love protecting my peace. Especially recently. Like, I've really done a number on ridding myself of toxic people in my life and people that have shown me their true colors and people who don't take me seriously that were my friends and people that don't have a hundred percent respect for me when I've done nothing but be respectful and kind to them. So yeah, like I get lonely as far as... I've gotten lonely as far as, like, missing some people in my life. But that's probably it. And then, like, I wake up. I snap out of it real quick. Because my peace and my solitude, I love that way more than the drama and the bullshit I get from everything else. So, yeah. No, I don't get fucking lonely. Uh, This is another question that I got from one of the guys... Uh, I wish you weren't so expensive, but if you'd consider other offers, I'm sure it'd be well worth your while and make you more money. It wasn't really a question, but I'm definitely going to touch on this. <laughs> so, um, by no means do I say that I am available for anyone and everyone, because I'm not trying to be available for anyone and everyone. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that I am severely expensive or severely inflated. Um, in fact, I actually have been considering raising my rates because of the cost of inflate, the price of inflation, uh, with everything recently. But then I was like, should I even bother with that? Like, are people gonna like be scared away if I'm, like, raising my prices in the middle of a fucking recession. Like, and at the end of the day, I really don't care because, like, you know, the people that I'm trying to make myself available for, like, they're paying me, like, five times, like, my VIP rate. Like, so it's, like, so those numbers don't matter to these people. And those are the type of people that I'm trying to attract. Like, I'm not too concerned about, you know, a few, like, four or $500 clients dropping off because I'm raising my rates for inflation. Like, I would, I really don't care. Like, that's not, 
my bread and butter. I mean, one of my perfumes costs $500. So let's put that in perspective. But um, as far as this comment from this person is concerned, I wish you weren't so expensive. But if you'd consider other offers, I'm sure it'd be worth your while. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure to some degree it would be quote unquote worth my while. Um, but then I have to think about this. Yeah, sure. Do I want to make myself available more and lower my standards more and see more people and work more for less of a dollar amount, but I'm seeing a lot more people? Or do I want to see a handful of people and work a lot less stressed out and make more money? I choose the latter. So, again, it's quality, not quantity. And that's why. And, you know, there's a reason why I'm doing this successfully and you're texting me from behind a screen and you're not coming into my room. Like, there's a reason why you're there and I'm here. And that's that. So, take that in your pipe and smoke it, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so... Those are the questions that I got from these bullshit idiot fucking retard clients that I had this last week. Those are the questions that um, I was at least given by a handful of people. Because again, a lot of them didn't even respond and a lot of them thought I was full of shit. So that's fine. Um, anyway... That kind of caps that topic. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I guess, so if you're a client and you're listening, like, I hope you really, like, you know, took something from what I just said and what I just presented. And I hope you take some of these key little tips of advice and I hope you incorporate them into your lives when considering hiring a woman such as myself. So, um, if you listen to what I tell you, and if you listen to my tips, I guarantee you whether or not you're spending $400 or if you're spending $2,000 or even more, regardless, if you follow my tips and you meet whoever you're texting their requirements, I guarantee you, you will not have any issues and you will have the best fucking time. Period. Do your research. Listen to the girls. Respect people. Like, you know, and then also for you clients, make sure, please, that you do your vetting and that you do your own research. Just like how I do, just like how I do re reverse phone lookups, Make sure you check your reviews on these girls. Like, these reviews on these girls. Make sure that they have videos. Make sure that their advertisements are verified. You know, in order to become verified on the Arrows Guide or on Trist or TS Escorts or any of these websites or TS for Rent, any of them, um, in order to get verified, you got to upload 
legal documentation of your legal identification. And those are linked to all of your ads. And you need to upload unretouched selfies with like a handwritten note that says the today's date. Like they do some serious checking with these websites. So make sure that these girls have good reviews. Make sure that they're legit. Make sure you do your research. Because if you're just like looking at pictures and you're not reading words and you're going about this like a like if you're thinking with your dick, I mean, yeah, sure, it's good to think. I I get it. Like when you're in when you're doing this type of shit, it's difficult to not think with your dick. But do not forget about thinking with your fucking head too, because it's better to be safe than sorry. And I would hate to see you guys be out. You know, six, seven, eight hundred dollars with someone like me or someone not like me, but pretending to be me, and they just take your fucking money. So there's been several situations like that over the course of over the years and stuff that I've heard from other people. Like, you know, what like a, a really common story that I would hear from a lot of different people um, was that, like, so. This is a this is a very common story. Let's pretend like I just you know there's a client that just walked into my room. Oh, so um, so how long have you liked girls like me? That's typically a question that I do like to ask. And so they'll tell they'll typically you know start talking and warming up to me and you know just talking more about themselves and their interests. And sometimes and so this is a story. So they'll be like, oh, I'm just so happy like you're real and you're legit and you look like your pictures. And I'm like, okay, well, have you had some bad experiences in the past? And they're like, absolutely. And this is like a quintessential, like it's a very common experience. I don't know if it's the same person or if it's a group of people or if it's a ring of people, but this is how it goes. So like the guy will be like looking on online and they'll like be looking for a girl and they find a girl that they like. She probably won't be verified or anything like that. But they'll love her pictures. They'll text her up. She'll she'll give the address. And everything will be agreed upon. And everything will be agreed upon. And um, so, like, you know, the price point is typically, like, you know, an average price point, $500, like a min- at the minimum. And so they go to the address, and it's a really nice hotel. Like, a hotel that I would probably stay at. And they get to the room, and the door opens, and there's no one standing behind the door. There's someone standing behind the door, but they're not standing in front of the open doorway. They're, like, standing behind the door. And the person comes in. The client comes in. And the door immediately shuts behind them. And then the person that is there is not the girl in the pictures at all. In fact, it is a man in a similar colored wig with really terrible lingerie on. This is client's description, not mine. This is literally quintessential what every single client has told me that has had a bad experience. Sounds almost mirror identical to this. So this person is a man wearing a wig, bad lingerie, and he said, oh, hey, where's my money? And basically, 
the client's like, well, you're not the person in the picture. And they're like, what do you mean I'm not the person in the picture? It's me, baby. You're Why are you, why are you being like that? Why, well, now you better give me my money. Or I just scheduled all this time out for you. If you don't give me my money, I'm going to have my pimp come out and I'm going to have him kick your ass. And then as soon as she says something like that, then out of the bathroom comes this fucking six foot five security guard looker looking motherfucker. And he's ready to throw down with you. And so, of course, if the guy, if the client is not taller than fucking 6'6", six, six, and if he's outweighed and outnumbered, then what are you going to do? You got to pay. And as soon as he pays, he gets kicked out. And that's how it goes. And that's a very common thing. And I think that still happens to this day. Um, it's not as frequent, I feel, as much anymore, but it was a really big problem, like three years ago like huge problem so much so it was really putting a damper on just the entire industry like you could sense it because the clients were getting scared and they didn't want to call anyone and I don't blame them honestly like why would you want to like risk your safety jeopardize your safety for that like when you're being met with this type of bullshit so anyway but, um, yeah, what was I getting at? So, yeah, basically, like, I don't know. Just be careful. Do your research. Make sure that everyone is validated, verified, all that jazz. Has some fucking videos. I mean, as far as me goes, my, I have a video on all of my advertisements that's linked. And it's a video of me. There's no filter on it. I'm dolled up, to, I'm dolled up, I got my hair curled, all that, like that, and I'm like, I'm speaking into the camera, making eye contact with the camera, there's no music in the background, it's not just a video of me doing a selfie, staring at myself, trying to be pretty, like, no, like, I, I'm speaking to you, I'm reciting the phone number that I have, my phone number, so, and that phone number is the same number that's listed on the ad, so... I feel like when you have my voice speaking my phone number and it's a clearly video of me, like, I feel like that in itself kind of alleviates a lot of the pressure of, or the, the worry. It alleviates a lot of the worry and the concern. So, and I will eternally do that. And I will eternally update those types of videos um, as I continue to get older, but... Yeah, do your research, guys. So, um, and then also to touch on this too, kind of. So recently, I when I say recently, I maybe like a couple days ago, uh, I got a, I got a message on Grinder, and yes, I do have a fucking Grinder account. Why do I have a Grinder account? Is because I use it to promote my socials. Sorry about it. And if I want to fucking film a fucking video with someone, I normally use that too. So it saves me a headache. Why would I want to go on Tinder and have to explain my whole transness to fucking people, to strangers, so that I can maybe find a fucking hot dude to fucking fuck? Like, no. Like, I'd rather the beans be spilled and have that all taken care of. Like, I don't want to... I, I'm too old. I'm 32. I don't want to have that conversation. You either are down or you're not. I don't want to have to fucking baby you. That is the biggest... That's one of the biggest turnoffs. Ugh. So, 
<coughs> but so I a couple days ago I had this another trans girl and she messaged me on Grinder and I think she follows me on social media too and I think she might have even taken a little listen on the podcast because she messaged me and she's like wow she's like you're doing so so many things I'm such an admirer I would love to be able to do what you do like and she was making reference to like being a traveling career girl and um my response to her was like was basically this unless you're willing to treat this job uh, well, l- let me start let me stop that real quick if you are one of the dolls or a girl or anyone honestly who is thinking about getting involved in some type of sex work to the degree that i am invested in it if you're trying to become the biggest, baddest traveling career girl ever, then I'm going to give you these, I'm going to say this to you now. If you are not prepared to treat this job as if it were a six-figure paying a year corporate job, if you are uncomfortable with being touched and being admired by anyone of any age, of any look, of any size, of any anything like that, if, you're, if that turns you off, and if you're sensitive to that, and if you are sensitive to sex, or if you're weird about sex with anything, if you're not fucking down ass bitch, then you should not be fucking in this industry. Yeah. Is it easy money? Yeah, it's easy money when you're established and you have it all fucking figured out already. Like, yeah, I can easily say like, yeah, it's fucking easy money. But to the bitch that's just barely posting her first ad and barely starting out and doing XYZ and wanting to fucking do the same level of shit that I do. No, it's not going to be easy money. It's probably going to be bullshit money. And it's probably going to be a fucking headache for you. Not everyone is cut out to be in this industry. And I will say this. There's a lot of girls that are still working to this day that I see posting on the regular and they're going on their tours and they're doing all this shit. But they're terrible. They fucking hate. They, they they hate what they do. They absolutely hate it. But it's really difficult to try to... Um, it's really difficult to not do it when the money is just so fabulous. But, like, yeah, the money's great. But, like, if you're giving a terrible experience, not only does that fucking look bad for you, not only will that be horrible for your repertoire and your reviews and your profile and everything else that you have going that you fucking have worked so hard to establish. Same thing for to your OnlyFans and all the other shit. Like, it could totally trickle down into all that. Like, if you are not, like, a born sex worker, like, you should not be a sex worker. Like, I can confidently say that, like, I love every aspect of what I do. Do I love do do now am I saying that there's like you know no issues and no headaches and everything like that like no I mean of course you're always going to run into like a headache or two especially when you're weeding out all the bullshit texts and calls that you get like that is probably like the biggest headache I've ever gotten but if you're like and I see all these and I going back I see so many girls that like are still posting and still touring and I know how they operate and I know how they work and 
Lord have mercy. I wish I could name names, but I'm not going to because I'm not. Oh, God, I really want to, but I don't want to. But yeah, like. You probably shouldn't be doing this. You should probably go and find another fucking outlet or another source of income. Because you're not only ruining the game for yourself, you're ruining the game for so many other fucking people that fucking actually place value in this industry. Like, let's be fucking real. This industry that I'm in, this is the longest running, oldest profession in the entire world spanning back Thousands and thousands of years. There was no fucking social media influencer fucking a thousand years ago. There was a traveling career girl a thousand years ago. Absolutely there was. There were traveling career girls in biblical times. Name me a job that was around when Jesus was walking. It's really difficult. There's not going to be... there. Yeah, sure. There's like some ancient shit. Fucking what? Blacksmiths? You run a fucking street cart? And then you're a traveling career girl. There were so many of them back in the day. Courtesans. And it's the longest lasting profession too. And any single... Like there, there's been so many times, especially within like the last... Like, maybe, like, within the last, like, 10, 15 years, um, you know, there was a lot of, like, scares within this industry. Like, you know, with the rise of the internet and everything like that and being, you know, how it's really changed how this industry operates. And there have been moments where, like, you know, websites have been shut down. You know, Backpage is one of them. That was a huge tool for a lot of people back in the day. And when that went kaput and when the FBI fucking seized it and all the Foster Sesta shit happened, um, like, yeah, people were freaking out. But I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking like, no, I'm like, even if the arrows guide went down, even if all these websites went down, like, you make your way and you find a way, you find a solution. That's what makes a fucking hustler. I don't need a fucking ad to make money. If I really wanted to be strategic and smart, and if I wanted to be a, if I wanted to continue to travel around and be a traveling career girl, and if I was going to New York City, bitch, you know what I fucking do? If there was no arrows guide and no back page and no all that shit, I get dolled up to the nines, wear my finest finest outfit and my tallest heels, and I march my happy ass down to the Plaza Hotel, in the bar. And I'd fucking pick up a fucking trick. Because I'm fucking smart. And because that's how you get shit done. So, and if you're not built for that, and if you don't think like that, then you need to find a new job. Period. This industry is not for the faint of heart. So this goes out to you girls. If you're wanting to fucking get involved, and if you're wanting to get started, and if you're wanting to do X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. If you do not, if you feel even for a second that you don't have what it takes, then you probably don't have what it takes on God. So this world does not need more fucking half-ass hookers, period. Like if you're going to do the job, do it well. And I've, I've, and I'm a very, I've always staunchly 
said that and I've staunchly incorporated that into my life. Anything I do, I'm going to do it well. I will go I will do it to the best of my ability. And I will suck and fuck to the best of my ability till a day I motherfucking die, bitch. On God, period, boots, the house down. Rah, rah, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah. <clears throat> um, so this is kind of wrapping up, like, I guess the reason why I wanted to really touch on this particular topic as far as being an escort and re- being a traveling career girl, I'm I'm honestly done fucking, you know, not saying the word escort, escort because let's be real. Um, but, you know, the reason why I wanted to touch on, you know, escorts and clients and like, you know, the how to's and the, you know, being a good client for dummies and being a good hooker for dummies like, I just wanted to lightly touch on this today was because I feel that this last week, like, you know, I've been presented with a handful of people that really spoke to me that made me want to speak to you about this and just speak about it in general. So um, it's an important thing. And I, I, you know, I want this industry to be the best it could possibly be for both sides for the longest time it could possibly be. Like, I want the clients to have a good time. I want the girls to make their money. I want the girls to have a good time. I don't want the men to feel like they're being ripped off. I want everyone to, like, I I just want everyone to fucking be kumbaya. And the best way to be kumbaya is for the men to honor and respect and listen to the girls that you're contacting. And for the girls... To actually fucking deliver and be who you are and provide a service that you're offering and do it well. And don't be fucking half-assed and lazy about it. Because it looks bad on the rest of us. So, and I've refused to pay for a dumb bitch's mistakes. Sorry. But, um, yeah. So, that's this week's topic. Um, it's an interesting topic. Uh, but it's a topic that needs to be touched on. And, you know, I, the reason why I really felt confident to really bring this up too is because I've also noticed that, um, because I'm noticing how many, you know, I'm paying attention to how many, um, weekly listeners I have, every, everything like that. My, my audience, my platform, I'm paying attention to numbers now. And I noticed that a lot of my clients are actually actively actively listening to this. So if you're my client and if you're listening to this, first of all, thank you for listening. And I'm, you know, grateful that you take an hour out of your week to listen to little old me. And you must miss me that bad, huh? <laughs> my clients understand my sense of humor. So, um, but yeah, like I, so I, I feel that like, you know, when I found out that like, I have a lot of gentlemen that are listening to me, I am thinking like, okay, like might as well make this a positive, like even more so. Like I want, I want everyone to be, I want everyone to succeed in whatever they do. I want everyone to thrive. I don't want every, I want, you know, I want the men to not 
be turned off by contacting people like me and people like us. Like, I want to normalize this a little bit more. And it should be normalized. I mean, fuck everyone. Everyone fucks. Everyone fucks. And trans people are people. Like, normalize the fuck out of this. So, that's just my opinion. But, um, anyway. Alright, I'm done talking about this now. So, I'm not going to talk about it again. As far as, like, how to be a good client and how to be a good hooker. It's just, you know, a topic that I don't really necessarily love indulging in all the time. But I will indulge in it from time to time. But um, as far as the podcast is going, so I actually had other plans for episode three. Um, I was supposed to have a sit down and have a guest, have, have a guest on my show, um, or guest co-host. <coughs> and um, both of the people that I had in mind were just a little too busy for little me, which is totally fine. Everyone has lives and schedules. <coughs> and I do not expect your life to revolve around mine and to be on the same timeline. So that is fine. But um, I'm hoping that next episode that I have, which will not be next week. That's the other thing is that I think I'm going to start shifting this podcast um, from uh, from every week to now it'll be every other week. So the next episode I have will not be this next Sunday. It will be the following Sunday. So every other week from now on, every other Sunday, every second and fourth Sunday. So, uh, yeah, I I don't want to burn out of topics and I want to keep this thing going and I want you guys to enjoy listening to me. Uh, So, yeah, this is just... uh, Another little filler episode, I guess. But I'm happy to indulge in this. And I hope that whether or not you are a client, you are one of the girls, you're another traveling career girl, or if you're just a regular schmegular person with a regular schmegular job, with a regular schmegular life, and you have no relation to anything that I spoke about within this last hour, I hope that you at least received something positive from this episode or you learned something that you didn't think that you would ever find interest in learning. So I love to open up those doors and I love to open up your minds to other worlds. So hope it's all positive. That is that. Anyway, we're now at an hour mark. I've been rambling for an hour talking about my week And in case you haven't caught on by now, like, yeah, last week was a little, probably a little stressful with some of the clients I've had. But overall, my tour has been actually doing fab. So I'm going to continue to be on the road for, uh, I don't know, I'd say like the next couple weeks or so. I'm trying to make it back home before November 4th for my sister's birthday. Uh, So I should be back home in Los Angeles around that time or before then. But, um, I do have, um, other stops that are listed on my travel destination. So over the next couple of weeks, I'll also be going to, uh, 
Philadelphia, back to D.C., uh, possibly New York again, possibly Boston again. Definitely plan to go to Chicago. I will probably be in Denver as well. And then throughout November and December, I will be making uh, little trips uh, more on the West and Central Coast, uh, or on the Central Central America and on the West Coast. Um, I'll more than likely be going to San Francisco. I'll definitely be going back to Portland, Oregon um, for uh, to work on some other projects that I'm working on. And uh, I'll be definitely be going to Scottsdale. Every year I go to Scottsdale, I always attend this uh, famous car show known as Barrett-Jackson. It's one of the biggest car shows, uh, exotic, exotic car auctions in the world. And um, some of the richest people in the world actually all congregate in Scottsdale, Arizona for this car auction. So I will heavily be present for that. And um, I also want to go to Vegas and... Uh, Possibly Texas, not sure. But I have plans. I'm going to be all over the place up until now between the end of the year. Um, so, but I will always find time to make a podcast episode. And keeping this podcast bi-weekly, I feel like, is a little bit more realistic. I mean, I don't. I really don't want to run out of shit to talk about with you guys. And I want to keep this inter- interesting and entertaining. And I'm going to continue to do it regardless. Like I said, if I have five listeners or 5,000 listeners, like I'm going to continue this. So um, thank you so much for listening to me. I am very grateful for you. And I hope like, again, as I said, I hope you gained or received something positive from this episode. So on that note, my name is Taylor Snyder. Thank you so much for tuning into episode three. I will see you guys in a couple weeks for episode four. And with episode four, I will absolutely be having a guest on the show. Whether or not that is a guest that I interview or if it's a guest co-host, they will be on the show. And it will be a key. So you better fucking listen to episode four in two weeks. I cannot wait to talk to you guys then. Love you. Bye. Ciao.